All right, I might as well kick off. Hello. Hello. We did it. We did At it. At last, we're together. Do we do? Do we start it like? Um, Good everybody, Rebecca Hollis here. Welcome to uh, Savvy's Sessions, drinking alcohol under the bridge in San Francisco. Kia ora, it's a pleasure to be here. Lovely to be with Robert. Yes. My dear Kiwi friend and drinking confidant both throughout the pandemic as well as for like a, the better part of the last decade, yes. honestly, with our work with the high tech awards. So. Um, yeah, so for those who don't know, Savvy is one of the high tech award judges with me, which is cool. And cool, thanks bro. Thank you. And the concept of this is very simple, team. We're sitting here under the bridge and we're gonna drink some booze and talk shit about <laughs> some stuff. That's it, that's it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited we finally get to do it, too. I know! Oh, I, know. I, feel like this has been, I feel like this has literally been years in the making. I know. You and I have been collaborating on a lot of different levels and been friends for a lot longer than we've had the opportunity to sit in front of the camera and actually shoot the shit. Have we actually had, have I interviewed before for anything? Probably? No. No, and I think we've been in the same speaking lineups multiple times, yeah. but not actually interviewed each other in any capacity. I feel bad you so haven't even been a guest. A, I, I know. feel bad, like, I've, <laughs> I've done, like, over 300, I haven't even got savvy in there. It's all right. He has saved 312, or whatever this is. We're at three, for, right? Today, <laughs> as of this, it's 303. All right, I'll take the 303. 303. It's better than a 404. The 303 is when you finally figure out how to work instead of the page breaking, which is the 404. I also... And into the idea of being able to do long form conversation. Like, I, when I think about things I like, I like movement, like being out. So, this is like tick set box. Yes. I like, you know, like outdoors, tick set box. I like good views, tick set box. I like good banter and I like drinking. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I mean, if this is. So you, you know, combine all of it, it's good. What we're trying to say is if you enjoy this, please let us know because we'd love to make it a regular thing. And yes. the opportunity to talk about stuff. tech, about, yeah, stuff. Let's just leave it at stuff. The opportunity to talk about stuff in a beautiful location with brilliant minds is a treat. Um, for those that aren't aware, Sev, uh, in a tweet, what would your existence be best pulled into? It is my dream to help other people achieve their dreams. And I do that through my consulting work at Savvy Millennial, where we make the future less scary and tell the stories of emerging companies and thought leaders. And I also am just deeply passionate about empowering the next generation. So I do that through teaching and a lot of other things. So it's kind of two tweets, I'll be honest. How about I can also have a stab at it? Let's do it. NZTE Beachhead and go-to-market North American strategists for fast-growing Kiwi businesses looking to expand to the global markets. How about that? See? Perfect. I know you, Sav. Yes. One <laughs> of the few people no, well, you were talking about. You went like deep and I was like, let's just, I'll give some practical shit. Yeah, no, I mean, that's actually the pitch. The elevator pitch is if you're a scaling New Zealand business, you should be yes. listening to this conversation. There you go. If you are an expanding New Zealand business who wants to even get bigger, you should be listening to this conversation. And if you want to know about New Zealand business, yeah. you should be listening to this conversation. One of the things that I always enjoy about our banter is we can go <laughs> uh, high-tech, intellectual, gnarly commercial, nana rah shit. And then the next second go like gnarly emo deep, like oh hello, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's one of the things, and it'll be a theme of the talk. Is is I've been I've been exploring the relationship a lot between intellectual and sensitive 
And yes. I think that in and of itself is an interesting tension and dichotomy. And you've been one of the people exploring it with me really through conversation over the last year. And, and I love that about us. We can we can shoot the shit about our friends. Yeah. We can take the piss out of something absolutely ridiculous or a scenario, or we can go into the deep onion layers of mental health as an entrepreneur, which I think is super important. Oh shit, that was Ooh, good. Jeez, there you go. Giddy up. What'd you get? This is, is the, the bisque. The bisque? Yes. I got ribs. All right, giddy up. Um, so we're, today we're, we're going to talk about, and I think the, maybe the best way to start this is I, there was two things I wanted to start with. One was the smartest hoe, <laughs> and two is alpha emo. Mm -hmm. So. Who actually came up with the term alpha emo? Was that us on our last drink? That was session? us on our, that was yes. us. Yes. Okay, yes. Sure, mate. This is <laughs> us, this is us at Al Zeitgeist. No. San Francisco's best dive bar, if you've never been there. It was us at Zeitgeist. Yes. And you were so nice to have a brainstorming oh, session with me. You. I, I you truly mean that, that from chat. the bottom of yeah. my heart. And you were great to just have a jam sesh. Here's all my random shit on my mind. And and you were the best because you, you summed it up in a way that I could never have quite put my tongue on because I think I'm actually too close to it, quite frankly. It's kind of like the the frozen ski chair and the tongue on the ski pole. It just yeah. wouldn't have stuck right. But I think that you, you really nailed it. And when we talk about leadership and we talk about intimacy and we talk about a lot of these mental health subjects that a lot of people are shy to when it comes to their crunch-based profile or whatever is going on for them in the press, we forget that there's really two sides to who we are as leaders. And and what you really nailed on the head for me and about the project was you can be an alpha and you can also be emotional. emotional yeah. And and that was such a nice gateway for me in the project. I think we did this actually early Jan or maybe late December. And it was so nice because I, I think I had always really struggled with my balance between being a a very type A leader in the tech world, consulting with large, you know, with, with rising startups, but also I'm super sensitive. Yeah. I, an internet dog that I follow died yesterday and I cried. Like there are, I'm, I am sensitive to, to the world in that way. And I don't think those things have to be mutually exclusive. And it always, it always rocks me a little bit when leadership feels like it can't feel. And we're not robots. There's there's a purpose for the robots. That's not us. And I love that you helped me coin this term because it really sums up a lot of the exploration I've been doing around intimacy, not just in the sexual sense, y'all, but in the chosen family sense, yep. in the, the things that bring us value and worth as beings. Intimacy could be kind touch during a yoga class. It could be yep. a pat on the shoulder from a friend. It could be anything. But the reality is a lot of us alpha types really need emotional energy. So you nailed that for me, I'll be honest. Basically, I'm trying to just claim on record that if it ever becomes a thing, <laughs> I'm milking at least 10% of when royalties. When the book is named Alpha Email, I will invite you on stage all the time and no. pay you well, well to I be just, my interviewer. I have a, I have a, I'm a very, for as complex as I am, I'm very simple. And I just want to just like alpha emo. And it's one of your gifts. I just want to highlight that. Oh, thanks. I mean that. You Appreciate distill, it. the the ability to distill and not conflate with buzzwords, which is something that Americans, like I'm doing right now, <laughs> is, are really good at. You, your ability to just trim away the fat and, and look right at the heart of the issue is brilliant. And it's one of the things I really respect about you oh, as a friend. Thanks, Seth. Yeah. Do I, so I'm, I'm paying for this lunch or what? I'm paying. 
Um, no, because what I wanted to say with alpha, so how would you describe an alpha emo? What is an alpha emo? If it was a tweet, what would it be? Oh, here's the official, oh, my man. Thanks, brother. Love it. Appreciate it. Could Good I have call. another one of these in about 16 minutes? 16 minutes? <laughs> Alrighty, I'm putting the countdown now. My man. Yeah. Thanks, brother. 2018, though. Thank you. Cool. Um, yeah. And what was your name? I'm Chris. 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 Just like Chris. Just Chris? like Chris. <laughs> so the guy I'm following right now is also Chris. Oh, uh, uh, God, yeah. Makes it look really easy for whatever someone asks for one of us. God, yeah. It's great for now, That's confusing great. in the future. Exactly. We're being served by two wonderful Chrises. Yeah, Chris squared, if you will. Yeah. They're different Chrises, one independent. One is, one is a, a, a burner. Mm-hmm. Are you also a burner, mate? Are you a are you so a, I'm burner? Not a burner? I'm yeah. just, I've been to a couple festivals, but I've never done the whole yeah. thing up there. Yeah, I've been lightning in a bottle a few times. Oh, so. fun! So yeah. you're on the track. Yeah, you know, I'm working my way up to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or something, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. The tents aren't bad either, it's, yeah. but it is an experience. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Of course. Thank you. Looks so great. Is it the same one as the last one, or a different mm -hmm. one? It is. It's delicious. It's one of my you favorite wines. She's drinking it anyway. It wouldn't be fancy. She's like, <laughs> oh, this is great stuff. It's nice and light. There you go. And it's fun. It's minerally. It's different. There you go. Yeah. She'll take, she'll take a straw. Should be good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you did. You don't have to. Thank I appreciate you it, bro. That. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate the, the safe space that I found here. It's one of my favorite restaurants in San Francisco for a reason. So. Table 93. Yeah, yeah. Oh, appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. So, what is a. Alpha emo. Alpha emo is someone who, and and I'm open for definition here, just to be yep. clear. This no. is this is this is an evolving definition. But an alpha emo is someone who is very driven, very strong in the boardroom, and and confident in their ability to lead, to negotiate, to execute. But has deep token male founder with a with a empathy twist. Yes. And I think the reality is, I I mean. I really feel that I feel very strong in my business acumen, but my heart is so big it feels like it's going to explode sometimes. And you were so nice to define this term. And I think Alpha Emo is someone who sees business oh, thanks, as bro. an opportunity, who understands capitalism, who 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 understands how the even like startup ecosystem might work, or how the scaling company ecosystem might work, but still has high to severe empathy. <laughs> and I say severe in a way where it, it's haunting sometimes. And I, I see this across my team. I have a propensity to hire alpha emos, which actually makes it easier for me to identify them as when something horrible happens in the world, when Russia invades the Ukraine, when there's a, a calamity against any sort of social injustice or the climate, my team is physically impacted. Mm. And it's not that we're soft or weak in the traditional sense, it's that we feel the pain of the earth or of the ecosystem struggling or of a minority getting punished and we stand in solidarity, obviously we don't understand, but alpha emos have the capacity to both be cutting edge leaders on their front, but also feel the pain of people who are not in as privileged of a position. And I think we separate these two a lot as a culture. Um, so I'll take a crack at it as well. That was not a tweet. I'm no, really not good. tweeting today. It's fine. Uh, type A alpha males running founders and CEOs that behind closed doors have deceptively deep feelings which they don't have outlets for. 
I think that's very well said. Also, you've slayed some of them, so you're trying to find a name for them. <laughs> I'm trying to gently bucket them. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. No, 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 but no, but I mean, you bring up a really good point. So, part of why I don't want to call them out specifically is I, I think alpha females or alpha females. That was interesting. Alpha emos can be can be across the spectrum. They can be young, yeah. old, male, female, um, gender fluid, whatever that might be. But I will say from my experience explicitly, what I've uncovered and per our conversation, just to parlay you a little bit, is I've had the pleasure of spending time with a lot of very intellectually yep. driven folks over the last year and a half. And one of the things that I have found is their struggle is not to find people who have similar drive or have similar desire to change the world or to do good. The challenge for the alpha emo is to find a safe place to yep. express their emotions. And yes. whether that's intimately with a partner sexually or just a best friend over dinner or even just their network or their team, we are doing a really bad job, generally speaking. I think we're getting better, but of facilitating space for people to share fear or vulnerability or even compassion and sympathy. Well, there's no safe spaces for, for those type of people to go to. Because no, exactly, because you have to be the alpha. They have to show the strength. They have to do the rah-rah. They have to be front and center. They have to be authoritative. They have to oh, be whatever. Course. And those type of people that have the need for the emotional connection are going to then go and try and find that, right? And then they, they search that yeah. out. And so I think where the crossover was, was because a bunch of these crews could just go get you know, booty calls and hot chicks and just do whatever. The difference is they're missing the intellect to, for the understanding yeah. plus the emotion connection. And there's a difference between... It's a psychological just, safety. There you go. It's but a psychological also, safety, but the intellectual empathy. And yeah. I think that's actually something we don't talk about a lot in intimacy at all is when we think about intimacy, we think about touch and we think about even just like safe space or spooning or holding holding someone. Intimacy is so many different things than that. Intimacy is 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 space for your intellectual prowess. It's for you for your questioning, for your curiosity. And when we limit the way we view someone to what they say on stage as a leader in a linear capitalistic way, we're missing their opportunity to lead in so many different ways. And also they maybe just want to be the small spoon. Yes. I mean, straight up, y'all. If I may just share one anecdote, and we'll keep this relatively above board, but one of the one of the more interesting things for me throughout this pandemic transitional time, to be clear, I've been single for four years, never married, no kids. I'm not in a position where I'm hurting anyone by my behavior, just to be explicitly clear. But COVID happened, now you're waxed and vexed, and you're on the prowl. Yeah, I mean, I'm open to I'm open to whatever's gonna happen, and I think You're one such of the more a savage. It's so good. <laughs> one of the things that I think has been really interesting to me is I expected certain types of encounters or certain types of dominant personalities to step out and be excited to be back in the game again. What I didn't expect was the number of men who wanted to, quite literally and metaphorically, take off their mask, curl up, and be baby spoon. Yeah, and we're talking about. Weapons, multi-millionaire weapons. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is not me just referring to some casual blokes. This is like legitimate, yeah, very much yep. uh, $100 million plus, well, sort of folks who literally just want to cuddle. So if you're feeling a little bit busted 
after the pandemic. I want you to know everyone's feeling a little bit busted. And I think that this also, this was happening before, but it's one of those things that I'm seeing a lot more now yeah. where people want to come to someone like me or even just the friends they trust like us to say, hey, I'm not feeling so hot or I feel a little insecure, honestly. Maybe I feel great, but I could still use a cuddle or someone to put their hand on my shoulder or give me a nice hug. And I think we forgot how much that means. So you've used this word, smartest hope. Yeah. And now, if a guy was to call a, a chick a hope, that's a physical degra degradation or degradation? Degrading, physically degrading for a female. I think it can be degrading. Okay, but you use smartest hoe, mm -hmm. which gives an intellectual twist. So, for those <laughs> who are, are watching, what would a, what are, what do you mean by the term smartest hoe? I mean a woman who is very aware of both her sexual and intellectual power, and is not diminished by exercising either. Huh. So that's perhaps my best tweet answer to this but, dilemma. But I wouldn't say, I'm wondering whether it's not so much a dilemma as the fact of you keep hitting a, a, a type with a guy that's, mm -hmm. um, if you were dumb and broke, <laughs> you'd be a gold digger, right? Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> but. But I'm not. But you're not. You've done well and you're smart. But when you say smart as hoe, it's because there's the intellect with the, the alpha emo. It's the paradigm. It's the paradigm. Yeah, it's meant to be a paradox. Uh, yeah, sometimes could my behavior be viewed as illicit to some who have a different set of parameters around their personal behavior? Yes, absolutely. But on the flip side, the difference between the smartest hoe and someone who is manipulated by a man is. I am fully aware of my power, of a situation, of what's going on, and I go into a situation both open-minded as well as square in my values. And I think, yeah, sometimes the context changes or things are just an adventure or they are what they are, but I don't engage with a man in power because I expect something from him. I engage because I'm curious. And I think that's fundamentally a difference. I think when you think of uh, power dynamics sexually, there's usually someone who wants something from someone, whether that be money, power, sex, whatever. Mostly physical. Yeah, it could be physical. Also like, you know, to your point, gold digger to whatever. Yeah. Like the point being like, the smartest hoe knows, knows she has the power and knows that if she's curious about something, she can engage in that or investigate that or, or talk to that gentleman. But it doesn't come with the expectation of a relationship or money or, or anything like that unless it progresses to that. And I think a lot of people, ruin their lives with expectation quite honestly i think expectation is the bane of happiness very often and i think one of the best ways to combat that is to say you know what am i curious about and what, what do i just want to explore and i think the character of the smartest hoe is also something that i refer to myself as throughout this this book and this intimacy project but she's she's savvy she's not getting taken advantage of and she's also when i say ho i don't mean slut, I mean someone who is comfortable sexually exploring. And I, I don't think that we, and safely, I mean, 
my doctor would attest to the safety that I exercise. I literally just had my annual exam and my, You're good. my annual physical in the last 30 days. And, and the point is, I mean, I don't just say that just to be like cheeky and say, hey, you know, YOLO, I'm all sorted. But I say that to be, you're not a hoe if you're making the active choice to be sexually alive and to be active and to oh, yeah. invest in relationships. And even talking with people, some of, many of the men that I am quote-unquote intimate with, it's not sexual intimacy. They're men who come over to my house to crawl into my shoulder or give me a hug to feel seen, to feel safe, to not have to lead for a moment and to yeah. know that they can nestle and it's not it's not illicit it's literally just a safety net of power people supporting each other and i think that's a big part of it is it a list i was just having a, a side tangent brain wise most power say sexually or whatever if you look at those that go down the the like bdsm tie up and just destroying dudes this, this is a it's a similar version but emotional right because they're mm-hmm. looking for not mm-hmm. the power shift but the emotional shift where they have not the the physical power obsession over someone but actually the emotional depth or craving of wanting to have that other balance right mm-hmm. like do you find i think that's very much it like yeah. I've never, I, just thought, you know, I get less the daddies who want to be whipped and more the folks who want to talk to an equal or feel safe and i think and give you a foot rub yeah exactly 100 percent. and or play with my hair it's just my favorite and <laughs> i think that <laughs> so good and i think that there's a whole there's a whole piece in that like one of the things that's been illuminating to me for better or for worse is how much actually what we all need is fundamentally very simple it's very rudimentary it's something that in theory our friends gave us in elementary school it's maybe braiding your hair or playing a little bit of catch with you or being a running partner it's not intimacy is not actually as viscerally you know, BDSM kink, choking, whatever that we think it might be. I mean, that is definitely a part of our sexual expression and something that I and a lot of other people really enjoy. But it's it's not about that exactly. It's about being able to say, okay, well, what are the what are the primal needs that I have as a being, and and how are my friends going to satiate that? And that could be sport. That could be yep. companionship, like us. Like we love to banter about our industry. We understand the world in a way that some of the people around us can't. I just always find it, inqui- and I always, I'm always inquisitive, so I always I like learning and then trying to see it from, especially with relationships and stuff, because I think one of the maybe dynamics that we have, which I think is good, is from a male to female, most of the males won't go as emotionally deep or be open mm-hmm. to show enough vulnerability to talk about the emotional needs that they actually may have, because I'm very... I'm, I'm alpha rara, go nuts, you know, I'm physical. But you're also hella open and transparent. Totally. And, yeah. But also, I think there's power when it's when you can have those relationships without judgment with people too, even if you're not in their lane. But you oh, can we're the queen it. and king of non-judgmental friendships. Yeah, like just like our lives are hella different, but we are very much supportive of each other's exploration. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it, it could be radio, it could be racy, it could be whatever. But, but you and I are here to hear about each other. But I feel most men. Most boys banter for my boysy shit is like, yeah, bro, mean, sweet. Like if this dude sings like, yeah, bro, you hook up, check, check, you flipping, you know, little location, whatever your shit is. Like, yeah, mean, boom. Right. It's not. Uh, there's no. There's no 
depth to the underpiece of like cool like did you actually like sink did you you know it's very where was the brain sex my question yeah, is always, yeah where you is love the brain that word yeah so talk yeah. about that for a second because you love brain sex <laughs> i do love brain <laughs> but it's funny because you obviously you're very physical and i get that but intellectually there's a it's there, funny that you there's a filter of of that for the from the other side which gives you a higher level of i wouldn't say access but more connection at a higher level well, I think one of the the, iron, the great ironies about me that most people wouldn't expect knowing that I'm a relatively sexually plugged in person no. is, is that <laughs> I won't have sex with you if I don't want to have brain sex with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to, if I am not intellectually stimulated, it, it's not there for me. And not even in the traditional, just, um, you know, disposable sense. I don't see people as disposable. Yeah, and even if it is flighting, and like I, I understand certain experiences aren't forever, but I very much, if I'm not attracted to your brain, I can't be attracted to your body. And it's a really, really, really fundamental yeah. thing for me. Because most, I'm not going to say most guys, but let's say I mean, most I think, guys. I think most humans. <laughs> we can say most no, humans. No, but like most well, uh, most successful men don't give a shit about the intellect of most of the younger hot no. chicks they slay. <laughs> they literally are like, dude, she's some, like, she's younger and she's hot. Yeah, she's got great tits and great got a huge tits, yeah. booty. Thanks for coming. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh. But I, <laughs> I am almost yet to meet a dude who's like, oh man, if I if I can't intellectually have brain sex with him, if I'm not into, if not, I'm not <laughs> if I'm not having brain if sex, I'm not having body sex. <laughs> But there's, it's such, isn't it a, such an interesting filter? Mm -hmm. Especially in the world, I mean, you know, you understand Silicon Valley, you understand tech and all this other shit. It, it, it's like a, I can um, appreciate humans. Yeah. But I think a lot of my <laughs> dating history, a lot of my intimacy history, it's not what you would expect because from a surface vanity level, because I really, I want to love your brain. And that goes for my friends, that goes for my chosen family even if they're not in my sector that goes for the people that I want to take their clothes off it's I, I just can't do it if it's not there like yeah. to me it's very vapid and I, and I understand why that's different but you've and, got a filter with it it's well yeah and exactly sometimes friends are like oh I can't believe you don't get laid in the valley I'm like well I mean yeah it's hit these, but like these I really I want you to be able to play ball I want you to be able to banter I, I would love to be able to invite you to lunch with us like yeah. and I don't feel that way about a lot of people and it's not I'm open to you wherever you are it's not that but it's much more if I'm not seeing it I'm not gonna fake it yeah, yeah. I get I'm that. not gonna yeah. so if you were I just don't even like okay say with what your needs and wants for a man would you, what percentage of other females do you think have the same criteria or filter of that type of if I can't have like even just a thing like if I can't have brain sex with you I want normal sex with you I don't what per, I don't want to judge a percentage <laughs> but what percentage of other females do you think have the same mentality when it comes to the intellectual needs first before the physical needs I'm I'm reticent and hesitant to speak for any other females because it's not exactly my place yeah, 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 yeah. but but if I were to ballpark <laughs> if I were to ballpark I actually think it's higher than people would suspect. I'd say it's higher for females than it would be for the males. Yeah, so I think I think for a lot of women, I mean, I'll speak for myself here, the things that I look for, beautiful. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. My man. Thanks, Chris. Cheers. 
Although, which one of these am I supposed to use? <laughs> it's only me drinking here, so. That was the taster, I think. <laughs> it was a I know, but I didn't, I mean, okay. I was just checking. I think that uh, a lot of people, they, they don't know how to identify what it is that really fulfills them. And I think they look at what's on paper and that goes superficially as well. So like, I want a guy who's taller than me or I want, I mean, women are almost as guilty of this as men. I, I want this specific image. And the reality is what I want is a feeling. And this is how I feel about my business partners. This is why intimacy is a really big part of what I'm working on right now. I want to feel this way with my business partners with my allies across the universe, as well as with, with my partner, I want to feel like we're on the same team. Yeah. I want to feel like we want to but create it, and do the best yeah. together. But and it, it's not gender-based or vanity-based. And I want you to be excited about me. Chris. Thank you. Because of what we can create, not just what I look like or just what the subject yeah, yeah, yeah. line is, you know? No, I get that. Is it? Intimacy based or is it like emotional based? I think intimacy and emotion are really similar. Yeah. I think they're the almost type of intimacy. Yeah, I think I think when we think about I think intimacy has been branded to various sexual touch, but I don't yes. actually think that's what it is, and that's sort of what I'm trying to explore in my book and multimedia project is Intimacy is that comfort we feel with friends. It's that safety. To me, intimacy is is as much as intimacy is a thrill sexually. It's also a sense of psychological and physical safety. Yes. Intimacy is I can tell you anything because, like, I feel like I can tell you anything. We're great. Yeah, I, I mean, you. I tell you, I tell you more shit than I tell half the people <laughs> I but, fucking talk to on the reg because yeah. I trust you, and that's a form of intimacy. That that, and I also know, actually, fundamentally, why I do that. And you were talking about this earlier, is because I know you don't judge me. You've chosen me as a friend, no matter what shape I take in our engagement, and that's actually a really powerful thing and I think a lot of people for our earlier conversation where I won't throw anyone under the bus is like some people build relationship based on your position at a company or build <laughs> relation on your position in an ecosystem yeah. and quite frankly I, I um, that's fine and I get why people do that but fundamentally as we talk about friendship something we both really care about right now I want people who are going to love me no matter my shape shift. And if yeah. my shape shift is technology thought leader, which is what it's always been, or you and I are both ambassadors between New Zealand and America for companies, that's a huge thing. I love that. If I go full hard out, smart as toe, and all of a sudden everyone's empowered by the fact that I'm not afraid of having a sexual identity yeah. and being a founder, like, I know you're going to support me on that. And I know even some of our friends potentially in the government and elsewhere might support me on that. And that's that's a different level of confidence but to me that's in that is intimacy to a degree that's people knowing that they're not buying you for what you sell on the shelf today they're buying you intimately because they know you're going to be a great product no matter what I, a great I, no no I get that I read that as they're back to jockey not the horse mm -hmm. they don't that's care exactly they don't is. care the, the vehicle of temporary relevance through positional power it's the driver of the thing which is like I mess with this person regardless of what well they do yeah. and on the on the, the friendship thing what I think is awesome is my circle of close friends commercially don't even touch they're so spread oh, totally. it's so disconnected from like dollars 
that it makes it so much more purer because there's this filter of they're all just homies all homies yeah it's just, like i it's just absolutely homies. love it i think it's probably one of the coolest and weirdly enough as i was just thinking about this the other day this idea of this i love that this yes. triple bake 10-year pie i know it sounds stupid but i've been thinking about this triple bake 10-year pie okay tell us about the pie so Brett, you've got a, triple, a triple base 10-year <laughs> pie is when you're 25 years old and you're all on this first base, right? Okay. And you stay in your lane. Is this like a potato space? This is a potato, potato space. Yeah, we, we, can speak, we can speak kiwi meat yeah, pie right kiwi, now. So kiwi meat pie. So first level is you're 25 and me separately, I'm in my own lane just like I'm on my own shit. But 99% right. of others are in this triple base pie. And what happens is, say if you take the agency landscape of like, let's say, you know, the Saatchi's, the FCB's, the Dentsu's, the whatever else in New Zealand, right? Over a 10 year period, if the average like churn rate for a, um, a CMO, I believe was 22 months, I think was the number. Oh wow. And CEO was 40 or something. Like it was within. That's pretty short either way. It was way. in about three years, three, yeah, three yeah, years. Yeah, pretty short either way. So I came up with this idea with this like, this decade long triple decker pie where you go, okay, first three years, everyone's in like the same bubble of say agency world. And then within three years, everyone's going like, they're still in the bubble, but they've gone to one of the other lanes. Right. And then three years later, they're on the other one, but they come up one level. And then yeah, they, they, yeah. they were the like junior exec. Leading the senior global yes, team yes. for whatever. And now they're like regular exec, and now they're maybe on the junior leadership team or senior leadership team, and then the junior manager. And basically within 10 years, they've built up, they're still in the bubble, but it's the three-layered pie. So then when you come in and you touch any organization at any level, because you've interacted with either one of them at one point within the 12 the 10 years, everyone knows you within their own circle because the second they say your name someone within that circle has been with you on one of those other levels oh hell yeah and so one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm really interested on is like i'm only 36 now but you know i started dabbling a decade or so ago you know i see like perfect examples this morning on linkedin i saw someone i knew from this one company is now the general manager market manager of marketing for this other insurance company and i'm homies with the ceo this is such a thing in new zealand yes. too, <laughs> can i just say like okay, more so so i i don't like to do the america versus new zealand rant very it's often it's a thing but i just need to say it right now because coming from a country of five million versus coming no all done bro i appreciate it this is awesome chris thanks thank man. you coming from a country Perfect. of five million and i'll get one more in about 12 minutes Perfect, my man. 400 million roughly almost now, it's a very different level of scope. Yes. And one of the greatest gifts and one of the reasons I think that I've personally been able to impact New Zealand in a way that humbles even me when I think about it so quickly, and by impact I mean just reach a group of people systemically quite quickly, is you are all two degrees from each other. The, the United States is, we, we are fundamentally on the six degrees chain. New Zealand is very much the two degrees chain. And when- If not one. Oh no, I think in, yeah. actually quite like, I mean, I'm, I'm saying two degrees because that's the the, yeah. the, shit, yeah. it, the the brand as well as sort of the colloquial saying. But the point is, if you are not really just calmly aligning, not even intentionally with some sort of fiscal intent uh, motivation, aligning with your peers, you will become so much stronger. I mean, I fundamentally believe the water level rises when we rise together. Agreed. In New Zealand, there are only so many of you, honestly, just like sheer numbers that are business owners, that are uh, conversation leaders, that are working with the government or working with big corporations or doing these big deals. 
And if you are not, if you are sitting there jealous, you are really missing out. There is so much opportunity to Agreed. be an ally and to be just a friend. But most of the, thanks Chris, cheers mate. Cheers. But with that though, the, the frustration piece I'll find with it is, and we've kind of talked about this a little bit before was, oh awesome. Mm. What was that Perfect. One? What was that? I got stuffed artichokes with goat oh, cheese mega. and thanks, prosciutto. Bro. Appreciate it, it's awesome. Um, geez, this is great. Oh, that looks beautiful. Yeah, mine's great. Well, I feel a bit pumped. Um, one of the things that, unfortunately, I think, and you probably attest to it too, is um, Jack Harlow had a rap scene in this verse, and he said, "The ones that hate me the most look just like me. You tell me what that means." And it was a saying of, and within uh, within. A lot of the industry that I've seen, especially from a female side, Māori side, a certain, there's a few angles. Those that are in a position where they should be the ones to pull up, don't, because they're threatened from those that look like them. And it's it's a saying like, you know, he said in his rabbit, you know, those that ones that hate me the most just look look just like me, you tell me what that means. And I, I thought about it, I've been thinking about it for a little bit, and there's... I love that you're thinking about this. He no, he DJs with one of my friends in Vegas. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so Jack Harlow, my <laughs> DJ Flight, shout out to DJ Flight, who I went to high school with, just to talk about DJ, my OG... Oh, jeez. Just to talk about my OG boys. That's All so right. good. Very few things I can claim OG. My boy out at Zook, Brian Sosa, I see you. Maybe I shouldn't even say your real name, but DJ Flight opens for him, for Jack Harlow. He actually, I was there in Vegas uh, a couple months ago and he opened for Jack Harlow. That was actually after that. It was it was at um, Resorts World at their their club, it's called Zook. Got and, it. Uh, but he was, he was, I mean, Brian opened, DJ Flight, excuse me, opened for, for Jack and no, I've always noticed that the people who are least in my court are tall blonde women. And I think we're coming to a place where that's not the case anymore, or at least those of us that see it. Because I, I just want to raise everyone. People don't realize that there's room at the top. We all thought there was token weirdness, and it's not like that. Like, And especially when it comes to a country like New Zealand, y'all are so small and the world is so big. If you lever each other to get up, I mean, it really is a water level rises together so, situation. I've got a question for you. Yeah. On some real shit. What have you had more tension against you from? How are alpha females in New Zealand or alpha males who probably just want to draw you? Or just in general. But mostly they also probably try to draw you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough question. It's a tough question. Okay, what's more threatening? What have you found more threatening in the ecosystem? Females or males? I mean, physically, I've been assaulted by more males. So oh, jeez. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you say assaulted? Yeah, yeah. Oh, full on, mate. I mean, I've talked about this very publicly. I've been, I've been assaulted in uh, multiple situations. Oh, publicly? You even told me this? Oh, yeah. I mean, I started. I mean, my father was the first male to assault me. Oh, jeez. For a long time, and then beyond that, I've been assaulted by venture capitalists and everyone in this industry. I mean, to choose a life in tech as a woman, well, as a leader, is to choose a life of assault. Like, and I don't mean that to is say so that. Stuffed. It's stuffed, but I'm telling you the truth. Like, if, 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 well, if you know a woman in tech, she has been sexually assaulted by piss off. one, if not 15 different people, and it could be as subtle, by subtle, I mean, it's equally violating no matter the level of invasion, but it could be as subtle as the wrong, the wrong hand on the lower back or like an ass well, grab 
or it could be uh, my most blatant was a man literally sticking his hands down my pants and grabbing my pussy, just like. Piss, well, in public. Yeah, just like Donald Trump. No, piss where? Or at a party from or something? San Diego after a Motorola uh, launch event. Okay, out of all those, is it what percentage was alcohol related? Not eighty percent. Yeah, seventy-five. Jeez! And what do you do? You punch him in the face? Report it. Call the cops. And what happened? Nothing. That's whack. Did, has any of that happened in New Zealand? Not really. No. In you New too, Zealand, no, you probably th- in New Zealand, the one thing is, I will say, um, that's stuff. And it's possible because my personal boundaries in New Zealand and like where I sit in New Zealand, I yeah. sit in a position of respect. Power. Yeah. And I'm I'm very lucky and grateful for that. Um, but. No, I mean, no segment of the world has harassed me more than venture capitalists and leaders in the Silicon Valley. No shit. And it's a, it's ironic sitting here still being someone who works here because That's... I believe in the work that I do. I believe in the people that I help. And it's just been a matter of reporting, getting ignored for the startups I've worked for, for the venture capitalists I've worked with. It doesn't matter. They all think they're above it. And especially it's the unattractive, unmarried, I don't have my shit together and I'm emotionally incapable types who will assault you and it's okay, let me move your hands. Let me and let me document this with the group or please don't touch me like that. Also, I'm still an advisor to this company, so what do I do? I can't I can't tell their VC to completely fuck off. I have to have some sort of decorum. So, I mean, Someone asked me a couple years ago if if I had a daughter, and I don't have kids yet, but if I had a daughter, would I want her to do the career I had? My my reaction was immediately no. And and it's not no because I don't think it would be great. It's if I hadn't been abused by my dad, I couldn't have handled the abuse I get from the men around me. And I thought it would get better, and like it's gotten, it gets like. 5% 5% better every year. But, okay. the, but the real reality is men have to hold men accountable. And what happened, I can only speak for the Valley. What happened here stuff. and New York, what happened here was, uh, I mean, I had to leave one of my startup jobs because the CEO sexually assaulted me. And I, do you sew him? You punch him in the dick? Like, what the fuck? You can only do as much as you can do. You're also a shareholder. So you don't want to lose stuff your equity. And you're like stuck in a board situation. Like, you're a young woman. Amazing, bro. Incredible. She hasn't done shit yet, but I'm eating. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Of course, Rebecca. Oh, it's calling me out for my inefficiency as an eater. Thank you. You're welcome. But it's it's spicy, and I think it's uncomfortable as shit. Yeah, I just don't think people realize. Thanks, brother. The way the conversation goes after, and, and and I'm not even trying to complain. Like it's not even me. Like oh, I'm this hot girl in the Silicon Valley who gets all this attention. It's not about that. It's, it is an unfair conversation across the board and it gets exhausting. Like the only thing that's exhausting me in the Valley is not my output. It's being, it's balancing being treated like a T-bone steak and also trying to be a founder, trying to be a voice, trying to be an understanding who is using me for the sexual side of it, maybe, or versus who is actually trying to empower me as someone who can elevate their team, their brand, their whatever. And it's a shitty thing to have to balance. And I really don't think men struggle the same way with balancing, is this person hiring me because they want to fuck me? Or is this person hiring me because they think I'm the best for the job? See, that shit's so wet. And man. it's and it happens all, the all a lot. 
and it's and it sucks because I really believe I'm great at my job and I want to serve you and if I'm not I'll refer someone else and it's been really heartbreaking throughout my career to find myself at these junctures and think I earned it and then have this guy put his hand uh, in between my thighs fuck. and to know that that wasn't about that at all versus other situations and part of why I actually want to just shout out to the women in the world is let's go over the last three years and especially before the pandemic the people who were advocating for me were not i mean men have advocated for me a bit and and they're a big part of my career i mean it was only men in the silicon valley to begin with so of course there's been that and there are plenty of good ones but it was women advocating for me the woman who helped get me on nbc nightly news and the today show my producer kiara she's a woman she's a very strong woman woman who brought me on to AARP's thought leadership and put me on the same stage as Madeleine Albright and Adam Grant and very famous people was a woman, was Ramsey Alwyn. And she's now the CEO of the National Council on Aging. Like women empowering women who see other women who have been disenfranchised or even not is actually what's unfucking this. And men have sort of helped it, but it's sweet because people think, oh, it stopped a while ago. This guy grabbed my pussy, handing me a prototype in a Pelican case oh, only two years ago, and that was fully clothed in a public place, and that was that was deemed as inappropriate, or deemed as appropriate rather. Excuse me, and it's never inappropriate to touch anyone, Ooh. let alone like that. And when I reported it, the CEO of the company said, "Do you think we can teach him a lesson rather than suing oh. him?" There isn't a lesson to be taught about touching a woman's genitalia. That's a fire and that's a sue. Do you think, like, what percentage of... 100% of women that are in... I wouldn't say tech, but... Let's say tech. Do you think have dealt with sexual harassment in the valley? Let's say in the valley. 85%. Piss off. Mm -hmm. Of some form. Whether that be work discrimination. So, second question. Mm -hmm. If not more, probably 100%, honestly. Do you think you would have... Do you, sometimes you wish you were 400 pounds and just a flipping heifer that no one wanted to touch? <laughs> would it have made it... Like, because they would have validated... So, let's say, for example, you get a role. Mm -hmm. You think it's because you dope it with doing what you do. But then they try to do some sexy dumb shit. And you, you question yourself, like, wait, am I here? Because, because to flip it, I've been in situations where I've ticked the box for, it's, it's different physically to, to culturally, but let's say I've been in multiple rooms where I have felt, and knowing that I wasn't there because of what I brought to the table intellectually or how I felt or thought, young I was in the flipping thing because I was a young Maori boy. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you cocksuckers, you pieces of shit, stuff you guys, but you don't know it at the time, then when it happens, you're like, you feel like used and exploited, right? Well, you feel like the obligatory, like... Yeah, you're the, to you're the token. Mm -hmm. You're the token. Mm -hmm. So, going the other way, if you, f like, would you... Yeah, do you think it would be... Does it make you feel shit where you have to question why you're in the room? I belong Sometimes. in the room. No, no, I know, I know. And, like, but, I mean, I, I used to wonder that. Like, I used to be the token female. I was... Yeah. Excuse me. I was, like the, token and... I was, like, the token... I used to joke, forgive the vulgarity, but like the token badge on the panel or like the person who would get brought in token, yeah. to create at least some sort of gender diversity in our very non-diverse industry. Token. And I mean, super token, just like you. And uh, 
at first I loved it because I was like, oh wow, I'm here. I'm and in the, the room. And then I realized why I'm in the room and I was like, ooh, actually if you didn't call me first and you're calling me last, like this is maybe not the thing. And so for me, it's been a bit of a process around education. Like, so if somebody puts me in that position and says, oh gosh, we became really imbalanced, it's about 2022, you should be on top of this. The way that you do that is to call me first rather than last, or you call a Maori friend first. You don't you don't you don't show up to us at the end and be like, oh, we need uh, someone who's of yeah. color or minority or. Dude, so I call this thing. It's called four. So, in snowboard world, right, we do a snowboard, a slope style competition. And slope style, you basically go down and do jumps and rails and shit, right? So you do a jump, right. jump, rails, whatever. You get to the end. You get a market of 100, life's good, you hit the thing, you get the win. Right, great. Yeah. When it comes to the jumps, there'd be a small side and a big side. So on the, on the small side, it'd be like uh, 20 foot, and to the next jump would be like a 30 foot, last jump would be 40 foot. And then to the right of that would be the bigger jump, and it'd be like 30 foot, 40 50, foot, 50. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. So it's like small, small side, big side. And then what would happen is, like say in, uh, in the female side, is basically most of the chicks, the majority of the time, would all just go to the small side. Like straight air, front three, back three, whatever. And then uh, uh, the chick who'd usually win would go big side, and they'd hit it, and then they'd get to the end and be like, oh, who won? And we're like, oh, so-and-so was, you know, this or that or whatever. And then someone would go, oh, yeah, that, that was good. Dot, 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 for a chick. And then it was like, oh, they hit that, that, that was dope, for a chick. And I was like, no, no, no. That and was so, dope. And, and so it was like, that was dope because it's dope. Yeah. And so it was like, instead of four, it was and, and. So like, that was dope, um, uh, and she's a chick. Not, that was dope for a chick. And, and when it switched to business, I've noticed it and culturally of like, yeah, that was good. You know, like, I guess because he's a trust fund baby. Well, that was good because, mm-hmm. yeah, for, a, for a, a, a minority founder, oh, that was good when you got flipping rich daddy. But that was good. It's like, no, no, stuff that. It's good because it's good. And it's good or it's, it's not. A, it's a founder and it's a female and it's a Maori, it's a Pacifica, it's, it's a good whatever. It's, or like, it's, it's not. good because it's good. Yeah. I totally agree. Well, and I think merit, merit is merit is merit. And I don't, I really... That shit pisses me off, man. I flipping, I get so worked up about it because it's like... Well, I've hated it so much. I mean... Fuck. It's so... Even, even uh, there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, female, and even like we were talking about me raising a female fund. It's not that I'm opposed to that. I think that would be lovely. But one of the things that when you make it female, males don't participate. And it's a really unfortunate situation. And it, it was strange for me. Like, I was always kind of the token female in a situation or especially in consumer tech, you know, we represent 18% of the industry. There's just really not a lot of us out here. But when it, when I, when I became a Forbes 30 under 30 in consumer tech, all of a sudden I was that person people could pluck without really asking questions and say, oh yeah, well, she's, she's competent. I said, what about, you mean validated through brand. Exactly. I said, what, what about this actually, this is the thing I applied for. This is an award system. This is a media company. What about this actually validates me as a, as an entity, nothing really. Like, it's, it's a nice brand. accolade, it's a nice brand, but it's not the end all be all. And I think the way that we demarcate what is a successful weapon, to your word, in terms of people, is we look at it really the wrong way. We look at the companies they've worked for, we look at who's invested in them, or. It's whatever but it's not actually what does this person possess in terms of capacity to help companies to help the world to help others and like if we look at who can elevate others it's not that same 
So on elevation for a second, right? What do you think New Zealand needs the most of? Because we're probably cool. similar in the fact of we both love New Zealand, we're both we here do. in the States, but we have a deep, a deep desire to see more New Zealanders win. And my always thing I keep saying is like, New Zealand wins when New Zealanders win. We're not fighting against north versus south, east versus west, stuff, all that shit. It's New Zealand. Oh no, it doesn't. Not none against of that the matters. world. It's the to fact the world. that New Zealand fights itself is so whack. Pet peeve, just but to be very clear. Yeah. How, if you were to try and elevate New Zealand, what do you think we're missing the most right now that's holding back Kiwi businesses and founders? Peer support. Peer support. It's no question for me. It's literally, and it breaks my heart to say this. New Zealanders are, and I say this with love to everyone there, unnecessarily competitive against their fellow New Zealanders. Your, your fight is against the challenge that you're solving, the problem that you're solving, and the global market. Your challenge is not against fellow Kiwis. More than one company can export to solve a problem outside of New Zealand. There's more than one company doing Monica Honey. There is more than one company exporting New Zealand lamb. You have to be kidding me if there is only one solution to your greatness. But the thing that hurts everyone is not elevating the stories that are thriving. And okay, great, you don't have to tell your number one customer about your competitor's success. I get that, you don't have to be the messenger for that. Yep. But what makes me sad is we are, we're really a global community now. The whole world doesn't give a crap about where you live no. or your border or where you're taking your Zoom call. And I see New Zealand struggle to support each other. Every New Zealander should be writing a LinkedIn post about another New Zealand company once a week to say, hey, bro, fucking see what you're doing, mate. Sure, like, that's fucking dope. <laughs> like, let's fucking go. Whatever it is, like, if whether that's your agri-tech company or I your media brand or it's you and I doing a podcast that I hope you all love to watch all the time, whatever that is, people should be throwing that in the tank because one of the things that we do here in the u.s i mean as much as we're diluted and there's a whole bunch of us the squad shows up mm. and someone was asking me how we were going to launch a part of my new media project and i said i got the first thousand yeah. and and i i look forward to the first ten thousand and the first hundred thousand but they were like oh, i'm really nervous about this aspect of it and i said no i have the first thousand people we can email to take the step to help us yeah punch and as long as our message is strong so, so you think it's more supportive in america than new zealand ironically yeah because new zealand won't support each other like i think it's actually on the ground where it counts yeah so like I think New Zealand could punch New Zealand companies up through the noise way easier, way easier. And I think certain groups do this. But the thing about my tribe in the US, it, I mean, we have competed against the Snapchats, the Facebooks, the whatever. We're used to insane competition. So if you want your content or your startup or your idea or your show to pop above the noise, you need to rally, you know, the, the standard saying is a thousand people will punch you to your first 10,000 yeah. and then from there it goes viral if it's going to, or, you know, it gets that traction. And I think the nice thing about the U.S. squad is I don't deploy them often, but in the moment that I need to deploy them, hey guys, this really matters to me, could you help me lift this? People will take the 10 minutes to lift it. And that's a different, and it doesn't matter if we're in the same industry. It doesn't matter if I'm launching a competitive product to other friends of mine who have a podcast NFT yeah. like situation going on. It, it's, we know that in a country of 400 million listeners, we can have 
multiple people who tune into different stuff, but we help each other. Yeah. And even if it's gritty, and that's how you learn, some so, people won't do it. But New Zealanders are always reticent. They'll be like, oh, well, I don't know, somebody else is doing that. I'm like, you do you understand there are billions of people in the world who could use your products? When you talk about peer support, are you saying it's the founders for founders, or are you saying it's from the, the leaders pulling up? Like, is it the magnets between each other or the magnets? It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. So I think it is very much, in some circumstances, it's founders helping founders. But honestly, I think that's actually more competitive, to your point. I think it's leaders pulling up. It's when I, when I make the call, like when I, and I do this very rarely, but if I really need something to get left and I reach out to my network, it's everything from state legislators and attorneys who run big casinos or big things across like, these states. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I want to cross demographic. So if I want to just get popular in the tech world, I know how to do a press release and get that hype. If I want to really make an impact, I need to call on everyone from the book nerds I know to the gaming nerds I know to to the politicians that I know and the, say, the hey, troops, the troops get rallied quicker here. Yep. Well, and the troops understand if the, if the ask is really simple, I need to send one email with this three lines yep. of text to the most important people in your circle, and it could potentially make a magnanimous difference for my business. Commercial, yeah. People will do that, and especially if it's really clean. In New Zealand, it's a, oh, well, how does this compare to, you know, so-and-so's business, and how does this, why? Just send the email. Just make the LinkedIn post. And I get, I get wanting to support certain friends, but what I think gets lost is the commercial market is so huge, really, compared to New Zealand or even the United States, quite honestly. Well, it's one percent, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The entire market is one percent of America. Exactly. Yeah. So why, like, we're all still trying to prototype and iterate. Why not help each other get to a data point where we can either confirm or deny that our business is meant to be successful? And we can help each other do that just by elevating the conversation. Like, I, I really don't, I mean, I'm a capitalist and I, I believe in a lot of socialist stuff in terms of social support, but I, I don't understand how we don't help each other more. I mean, I'm the first person to throw out a friend survey or help a friend out or also, and I want you to help me out. Hey, I need topics for Intimately Savvy. I'm trying to answer all these questions about intimacy. I'm trying to answer all these questions about how we find value in life. Awesome, thanks brother, appreciate it. Thank you. This is incredible by the way. This is delicious. Unreal, man. So good. Yeah, clearly you're really hating this. So party. good, so good. Thank you. And the horseradish is punchy as shit too, dude. Usually it's like creamy and like blah, but it's just like. No, it should be punchy. That's how horseradish should be. It's aggressive. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, it's great. Thanks, Chris. Uh, double shot of espresso. Thank you. Oh, like four shots of Jaeger? I don't know. Like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just, I was going to say, good, let's totally, go. Totally let's go. Appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Um, so, good band. It gets me... I always consistently get inspired and depressed. You know? Like I get so hyped of the opportunity of what I know exists. But like, let me tell you, that is the entrepreneurial emotional arc. Just to be very clear to you, like that is our life. We are constantly inspired and depressed. But with 
say New Zealand specifically. So, I, I, uh, I don't know if I told you the story about the gnarly vice president, I won't say the, the name because he'll see the thing. Um, I golf with this weapon. He's insanely gnarly. Okay. <laughs> like billion dollar crazy. This side or that side? This side. Crazy okay. shit. Okay. Right? And one of the things I always say is like, I never say who I'm with, I never say what I'm talking about. Anyway, I go for this, this crazy billionaire hedge fund dude. And I was talking to him really passionate, I don't know if I told you this story, I was really passionate about like, dude, I just want more New Zealanders to come over, like New Zealand to global, like I want to see more New Zealanders, blah, 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 yeah. his whole thing. And he was, he was like, all right, cool man, like, yeah, sweet bro, like, so what's like the t- total like capital that like PEVC market? And I was like, oh, I, th- I think it's about, I don't know the number, I think it's about two billion. And he goes, yeah, that's kind of just too fractional for me to really. Say, I was going to say. He goes like it just ripped my heart out. He goes, yeah, it's it's probably a little too fractional for me to care about. But and he goes, he goes, my my last round was eighteen billion. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he was like, yeah, like I know you love that. He's like, we got enough show in our backyard right now. And because what I was trying to figure out is no, I know you were trying to find the angle. I was trying to find the angle. I was like, yeah, how yeah, does yeah, yeah. No, this small to... thing, which I really care about, no, you're, you're like me. You're like, how do we punch it up? How do we punch it up? And 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 I do really care about it. I really but... care about it. And he goes, look, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. We're in like the seventh tee or some shit, a little path. Oh god, this is this is like this we're is golfing. Perfect though. You're like just... you're perfectly in the middle of the course. So you just have to you just have to sit with this. Yeah. He's just like, like, you're too small to care about. And he goes, he goes, your market, your market, he goes, like, he's like, he's like, he's like, look, bro, not trying to sound like an asshole, but unfortunately, your market's just a little too fractional for me to give a shit about. (laughs) Fractional? I was like, oh my god. I mean, the term on on Twitter is ratioed, right? When when you get ratioed by somebody else oh. subtweeting you, and then and you know, weirdly, what I thought at the second he said, I was like, fractional I was like, is just my entire market of what I care about. It's like, yeah, it's like cool, bro. Yeah, sweet, but anyway, um, and then he just went like, just went on with his day, like it's like the fuck. And I said, to, and and at that moment, and I remember. And we really do care. I really care. No, we both care. I, really I mean, we, care. we 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 are. <laughs> there have been people who are like, "Why are you so invested in the New Zealand ecosystem when you could?" And I'm like, "No, but I." This care. matters. Yeah, this matters. This matters, this and I actually believe I can help. There's yes. a big difference in. I work with a lot of other governments, <laughs> and it's lovely, but I don't know that I can help you. I, I believe perhaps falsely <laughs> no it's not that impact is possible yes. in New Zealand and I think but even if it is fractional woof fractional so, is so fierce of a so term the last time I had such a ruthless conversation fractional. was in like 2000 and fractional it was 2010 2010 I sat down with literally a, a, like what the fuck you said your entire your entire country is just too fractional for me to worry about <laughs> like you cocksucker, what the fuck? But he's, in his world, no, he's so his right. last round was 18 billion. He's so he's, right. He's right. He's right. So the last time I felt that shit was like in a commercial conversation, was was 2010 and I was trying, I was in the snowboard game and I was trying to, I had the online side. I love this. It's just, this is the savageness, but it's so true. You know, it was. This, this is the reality though. This I mean, is the reality. I feel this way with, with this the, is the reality. even when I'm like, 
offers this all to me. American Silicon Valley VCs. What do I do? So work with American Silicon Valley VCs yeah. because this is what makes the world run. Like there's just reality. Uh, and, and Not those, but you so know. So I was 2010, I was, how old would I have been? 24. And I was trying to make a power play. I was trying to, I owned um, a Snowboard website, New Zealand's biggest Snowboard website, and I was trying to buy the Snowboard magazine. My whole game plan was, let's sync them up together. We do the digital B-roll shit online. We sync it up into the polish thing in the magazine. It's going to be done. And in my world at the time, at 24, I'm like, this is the biggest shit in my world. Like, yeah, if, this I is, can, this is it. if I can flip in, this is this it. is if it. I, <laughs> if I can pull this off, I'm gonna just, I am gonna be just flop it out. The like. next Richard <laughs> I am, I am. No, you are, you are, you are on crescendo to peak. Yeah, and I, I feel you on this. This is, this it. is like. So, I've been in these moments where I'm like, this is my moment. This is it. Right. Okay, For the so record, I'm, it's so, never been my moment. So I'm 20, but <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 24. And I sit down with... Which is super peak. I super peak. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm full like alpha, alpha male. Alpha emo. Just al- Are you emo yet or just alpha? No, I'm f- no, I've always been alpha emo, but I was like, now it's more alpha than emo, right? Yeah, this is why I'm important context. I'm trying to beat the chest. I'm trying to flip and like do yeah, my no, thing. You're fucking showing off right now. I'm trying to stamp it. I'm trying to stamp it. I need to stamp it. Oh, you need that. I need to stamp it. Definitely. <laughs> so I sit down with this... He's probably one of California's. Sorry, it's amazing. I wouldn't say he's like on the rich list, but he's up there in California. He's oh, up yeah. there, and I, it was through a mutual Beast friend. Beast mode in Cali. Cool. Thanks oh, so much. Thank you. Right here. Um, so he's Beast mode in Cali. He does gnarly big shit. I, I had a, a connection with him through, uh, you know, family shit, whatever. I never have asked him for anything. Oh no, I, this is where I love to sit. Never. Yeah. I have not asked I've you. Never asked now, for anything. Now is our moment. Now is my moment. <laughs> I said, "Hey, bro, look, can I take you out for?" For drinks, I gotta I got talk to you about some shit. It's alright, sweet. So we go out. And you get the time, because that's what we, we've waited for the time. I've waited for my time, I've waited years for my time. Oh no, we, we sit there so, toiling. Yep, so I finally I take him out and I explain to him for like in 30 minutes. I said, bro, okay, I've got this online piece, I've got these plugs here, we're gonna plug it in, we're gonna go into the the, 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 the print, and we're gonna sync it up, we're gonna sell the whole thing, right? I give him the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah, you're ready. He just asked one question What's the print run? And like, oh, it's like New Zealand's biggest like snowboard website, like magazine. It's like the biggest, like the yeah, dude. The, it is it the biggest. Is. It is the biggest. He's like, so it's the print run. I was like, oh, bro, like it's like ten thousand. And he goes, ten thousand. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, bro. It's like New Zealand's biggest. Yeah, like, like, snowboard you're like, like dude, it is the biggest. And he goes, that's like my local newspaper. This is not worth your time. And I'm like. <laughs> and so my just whole thing just like built all the way up and then in like one sentence I was like Meh. it's immediate how like your turtle shell will just come up and, and over. it was so good because it gave you instant perspective of like there's levels to the shit there's levels to the shit like Meg Mill had this he's just got this like thing called levels he's like there's levels to the shit there's levels to the shit and you think about the bubble you're in there's levels to the shit so New Zealand which I give the most shits about in his world isn't worth it's too fractional for his time that guy in his world when he's doing like hundreds of millions of shit when oh, I yeah. talk about a print run of 10,000 there's levels to the shit oh cool thank you thank you oh I missed that one Oh, cool. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate it. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Um, and I was like, 
but it's humbling and it's sometimes you need to be humbled and oh, put like every now <laughs> like, and again you just need to know like you ain't shit well and it goes vice versa like every like i think sometimes oh, i've done <laughs> big lineups and then i've stepped onto stages and they're like do you understand like this is the whole world is watching and i'm like no it's not this is just some event or this is just some other thing and it's like no this is how you need to understand how this works and i think when you go out in the world and create or found or build you don't know exactly when your moment is going to happen or what it's yep. going to look like or or the context of the moment exactly yeah. or even i get it even how to recognize when you are slightly visible and i think that's actually half the thing is you're looking for something or you're hoping for something and all of a sudden you get this look take the look i mean take the look take every look one of the things i was thinking about with early founders coming back out of the pandemic i should be curious about your opinion about this a lot of the companies i advised were like well, what do we do we're finally back on stage we're finally and i said take every look yeah like it doesn't you will figure it out but if you can have a stage have an opportunity be on a panel share a video whatever that is take every look right now because who knows like your audience may resonate with different things maybe we haven't gotten down a certain path we don't have any idea what the future holds at this stage it's been a dicey appreciate ass. it bro thanks man well, cheers yeah so on that i'll keen little segue covid relationships friendships yes what did you what have you learned the most about friendships through covid we've both got thoughts <laughs> friendship is and and i'm really big on this so i should open this properly so i don't have a lot of nuclear family or biological family i have a very important chosen family yeah. so friendship to me is family and one of the things that was really powerful for me the pandemic was isolating i live alone i'm single no siblings no roommates no nothing and one of the things that was so powerful to me throughout the pandemic was who showed up mm. and showing up to me i think is one of the most valuable things you do as a person period full stop uh investor partner lover son mother daughter auntie it doesn't matter the the best thing you do for your people is show up and that could be show up to the zoom show up to the text thread show up to the facetime on the friday night whatever that is you show up and if you show up people will believe in you people will trust you and everything everything sort of works out so in terms of who showed up for me man uh international global speaker with a business stretched across three continents before this isolated in her apartment i think the biggest surprise to me was who really loved me Hmm. And in a really sweet way. Cool. The, the the friends who didn't care when I wasn't on stage, didn't care when I wasn't. I mean, when I was on cam and I did a lot of fundraisers, I've probably done 150 talks since the pandemic started. Most of them virtual, very few of them paid, just given the nature of the beast. But some of them, bless you all. And uh, 
when I, when the stage got stripped from me, when my visibility got stripped from me, who called? Mm. Who cared? Who cared when I wasn't famous or when I wasn't on NBC Nightly News? And that to me was a really beautiful illustration. Filter. Yeah, we've talked, you and I both talked a lot about filters. Filters are a big thing for us. And I had a lot of people who really enjoyed being associated with me with a certain level of spotlight. And, and then even friends who liked asking questions about the spotlight and almost, and I, I don't mean this as an attack on them, but almost I felt reveled in my grace from the fall from that. Like huh. people were like, oh wow, it must be really hard now that you're not in, on stage. And I said, yeah, it's, it's actually broken me. If you want to know the truth, that, that is my best self. No. So now I can't have that. And that's not a fake self. That's actually me as my best person. And I said, oh, it must be really hard not to be on stage. And it was almost like that snicker of like, huh. how will we watch the flower will now that she can't have her blossoming moment. Isn't that interesting? And it was very, um, that was one of the key things. Yeah, it was very disappointing. Like, I, I firmly believe in the friend renaissance. It's something we were talking about lately where I think the friendships that we value, we will pour more into now in the coming five years because we've seen how you'll be when we're invisible. We've seen how you'll be when we're not famous. We've seen how you'll be when there isn't direct benefit to association. And clout. that's, yeah, exactly. Clout, social proof, halo effect, whatever it is. Like one of the things that I love is the people who have been there for me for the last two years. Those are my ride or dies. Like, actions speak louder than words. You, the squad that's been around. It's very easy to like someone when they are doing when the Today Show in the morning and 10 million people are watching when or I'm doing NBC Nightly News or, or, you know, you're popping with a radio show or whatever it is. It's really easy to like the familiar voice and the famous voice. It's a true friend to be there for a creator when their medium is gone. And I think for almost all creators, our medium was changed or modified over the last two years. And yeah, you've always done a podcast. Yeah, I've always created audio content. Yeah, there's always stuff that we've always done, but either way there was a shift and the true friends were there to support or listen or even just say, hey, do you want me to share your content with someone in particular, which I had friends who never listen to my content, not not because they don't like it, it's just they're tired, they make content as well. How can I help you in LA? How can I help you in New York? Who do yeah, you want to meet? Yeah, How yeah. can I, what, could, what show or reel or sizzle could I put in front of someone to help you out? And I think that's you. been one of the other things that's like really dope about the friend renaissance is we were all for each other. And I think we were all always advocates, but I think one of the cool things is we're, we're trying to find ways to bring our friends to our cities or our places. And one of the ways of doing that is saying, hey, I can put your music in front of this venue or I can facilitate this or at least bring like you they, in. They proactively help you Yeah, like, like Like as much as we all believe everyone will end up in the same place as us again, we all know that travel changed throughout yeah. the course of this. and. If there's a way that I can 
facilitate your brilliance or your music or your art in my city, I am gonna do, or in, in any of the cities that I have influence, I am gonna actually step into that far greater. I mean, I always so would have done that for you, but I feel like I'd do that even more because I want you to have the excuse. I want you to feel safe here. I want you to feel like you'll make money here. I want you to feel like, so I mean, this is San Francisco. So basically your kind of filter on it was those that actually had your back tried to, to help you build when those who yeah. was convenient friendship around what you did dropped away because there wasn't instant gratification for the cloud that you had. 100%. Interesting. I would say it was a help build or one of the other ways I really feel that my community helps me and I, I understand that some people can help me elevate and amplify but the the other really core tenement of my community is they ask me the right questions. So I work with a lot of young people and the young people who ask me the tough questions are actually who I think are really in my community. Like, I care about answering your question and even if I don't know the answer, I will figure it out or I will talk to you or I will talk to, okay, what's it like to be a minority in the United States doing this yeah. as Rebecca? Like, let's talk about it. Like, I would love to have that conversation. It's interesting. And I think for me, the kids, the, the tougher the question from the young people I mentor, the more I realized they were actually in my court, which was strange because they're looking for help. But meanwhile, and I mean, not real, but meanwhile, when they reach out to me with, hey, Savvy, I'm really struggling with this identity question or I'm really struggling with this personal branding question. The fact that they're engaging with me means that they care and they trust me. So what percentage of your friend circle do you think dropped off during the last couple of years, or your friend, uh, your 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 friend network slash acquaintance. That's slash. an excellent question. I'd say my my gut response to that, and I think it's probably accurate, is thirty percent. Holy shit! Really? Huh? Twenty-five to thirty percent. I mean, it, and then it, what percentage? What percentage stepped up more than you would have thought? More than thirty? I'd say it's similar. I'd I'd say it's probably. You um, you, ref, you refreshed the system. Yeah. I think, I think it's pretty similar. It's about a, a third that I realized was, wow, transactional. Like, yeah. like, I, like, like painfully to the point of, I remember, uh, and I'm sure you remember this day, like in your pandemic cycle. So for me, it was March 6th, 2020. And <laughs> I had $100,000 in speaking business cancel in one day. So it was, it's a chunk. and it's a gift just to be offered that, just to be clear. But like, it was like event, 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 event. I got on a train from uh, in the wine country. Where was I? I can't even remember. In the wine country of outside of Wellington and took a train into Wellington. And it was one of those moments where I turned off my phone on the train ride. And from the start and stop, of that one and a half hour train ride. Lost a honey. Lo lost a honey clean. <laughs> like, like I haven't, I don't think I've ever, oh. and I mean, I, I do deals, like losing $100,000 in a day is not a thing with my business. Like that's not, this is, we're, we're still on the scale where it's that's- It's chunky, it's chunky. That's that's a thing. Uh, and, and we value the money that we make. But it was one of those things where I literally was like, oh, what a lovely ride. I'll have a glass of wine and whatever. And I turned my email back on as we were pulling into the station like, and it was literally a, like, <laughs> like small gag. There's actually a photo of me at a German bar in Wellington after this happens because I'm literally like, what the fuck? 
trying to stomach the actual palpable gag because you don't know when the bleeding's gonna stop, right? So I wouldn't have thought in two years. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh fuck, okay, so that's Okay, that's, that's six that's figures. That's six figures in forty minutes. What's gonna happen over the next few years? And I'm sure for most of us we've lost yeah. you know a million dollars or whatever. Uh, or whatever. Yeah. Like well, for me I sort of time. see the pandemic as eating a million dollars. And 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 it's not that I had that million dollars for it to eat, it was the potential, it was the trajectory, it was if you're a startup and you and you felt like you were on that path, this is a different time for that now. It's it's yeah. it's a much more uh, controlled and quelled investing ecosystem. Yes, there's a lot of support for you, but it's tough. It's tough to take that in the face. Yeah, my my thirty. So you say you lost thirty. It's weird. I kind of I, I kind of think of it in these three layers where I had this triangle of like innocent, and, and and so I think of it two ways, or kind of one main way, but two ways is I think of my triangle of my friendships and acquaintances and like homies and boysies and crew and network oh, yeah. and like I've got like fam. a stack yeah like fam crew boysies blah blah it goes down uh, a few in my top tier that and I had said to you before said was that I thought were in my circle were not were in my corner and stomaching that to go like I think that's actually almost like a 30% hit uh, because that's your core. It's my core. It's like my, yeah, like, my heart. Like, to me, that's like, yeah. I only got violated really maybe by one, if any. But in which they kind of dropped yeah, off. I got, but I got like, a few more than that. No, but I had taken the sting. <laughs> I had taken the sting in the years, in the year, in the two years prior to the pandemic. I'd really had to eat it on yeah. people I thought had my back. And it, it hurt. It I mean, it's because we're similar where we, we, oh, man, we I get, care. I get, we get emotional. We're probably very similar. We get emotionally invested into how much I know I've given, and I've, I've lost a couple of friendships in the past before. And I where want to give that. Like it's. it's agreed. Agreed. It's, it's our heart is on the table. Agreed. And when you lay it there, yeah. And you say, oh gosh, I really want this to happen. Because you know how much you love it. Or and and, you and you want to see it succeed. Like the difference for me is, I mean. Capitalists, we're also we're also empaths. Like there's that that's an interesting, different paradigm. And when people don't see you laid on the line and try and do well, and then they stifle you a little bit. Like I, the most hurt I've ever been is by the squad, who all of a sudden thought I had changed when all I was doing was trying to to what we were talking about uh, earlier. Yeah. Open the door lower the hatch to the you know to the moat to let other people aboard to 100%. let other people rise with us and it's not even that I'm even rising I just want you to have access to whatever I have access to and it's such a it's really special how yeah, people can't was, I found it really I found it really I found it really tricky like because I had like the, the it's painful the, the top part, which I love felt like I lost some and then in the middle a couple that were like I hadn't had a chance to spend as much time with stepped up a lot more like like literally out of the blue um, audio voice messages on whatsapp literally like oh hey, yo babe. homie what's up bro I haven't talked to you ages just want to like lean on thinking about you hope you're all G 
Flip, I know it's a flipping gong show out there right now. You're a flipping good bastard. Keep your head up. It'll be all G. You're Those my boy. Mean and I'm like, dude, dude you're almost email on like, that, right? That, yeah. Right? Is that not an alpha email moment? For that, for that more much for me anyway. I felt like that was so that meant so much more than just um, so much that others. And so weirdly enough, my 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 perspective of friendships have shifted a little bit. Where I've gone, I would always, I felt I would always be. Like I know that, a lot, like a lot of the shit that I do is never seen publicly. With the amount of unscalable shit I try to do, that's not seen. <laughs> like the well, amount of shit that I try to, so there's, there's, that I try to do, right? You're a bit like me. We prototype everything, <laughs> I, and we I just want to. We're just like, how do we, how do we help? Yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. That I try, but it was really cool to kind of see, like, and I and I reached out to him. I said, Hey, man, like you, you won't. Uh, you won't probably uh, like realize the significance of this, but just so you know, out of all the people I know that I interact with that I'd go back for, you're probably in the one percent that's actually come back the other way because other people are so used to having me to them. A hundred percent. And and when it flips, you feel like way more kind of emotional depth of out of respect of, of the relationships. For it. So so for basically mine was like in my top circle, a bunch dropped off that. I had emotionally overinvested more into than they did for me because physically I wasn't there, so it felt like I'd been forgotten a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, their bubble goes on. And so it's like, hey, look, I get that, like, you know, like that's all LG. Simultaneously, there was some in the second spot that it felt like it had bubbled up. The third bit, which is interesting, which is the sort of more bottom tier of, I guess, engagement or acquaintance or just like networks and connections, I feel it beefed up way more because the communication lines have been able to discuss anything with anything even though if you're not physically there has built so much more almost oh, like totally different. relationship capital even though I haven't been there so when we're now engaging on the second level we've already got so much more depth because it feels like we've had a bit more on the other That's side. That's a whole different ball game. Whole different ball game. And so, I love it. Remote work has finally catch, caught up. Yeah. And that's been something I've been advocating for through since I started my company six years ago was why do we need an office? Why do we need all of this? I would rather we spent time on a sense of purpose. Together. Yes. And yeah. so I would much rather we had a really nice meal together. I would much rather we had a great two days to collaborate on whatever project we're working yep. on. That doesn't require me having an HQ. My company has never had an HQ. It's yeah. because I fundamentally believe in spending on things like this. Like I would rather we spent on connection than consistency in a commercial sense. And that's a choice, but it's also, it gives the company freedom to yeah. do what they want to do. Or like my team in BC is like, hey, we want to take a couple people out to dinner this week. I'm like, great. Go. Go. Do we have a budget? No. We're coming out of pandemic land. I mean, obviously yeah. don't obtusely put me in the fuckery, but like, Treat whoever you want to treat. Do whatever you want to do. This is obviously a time when we should do that, and I trust you. Go out and explore. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, brother. It was great. Really good. It was awesome. Thanks, brother. So how does this whole thing, do you think, play out now? The world's opening back up. People are connecting back in. Your friend renaissance is as a thing. Travel is opening up. People are starting to move around. Your position of friendships has changed. Your, you know, your your momentum. You're you're out and about in the wild doing doing your thing. Like, how do you think this plays out, say, for in the New Zealand context in the next 
24 months? I think intentional time is going to be more powerful than ever. And whether that's Interesting. intentional time, company to VC, company to advisor, company to audience, it's it's extremely critical. Uh, we're, we're coming out of a phase where we were all extraordinarily isolated, disillusioned, and distracted. Yep. And now if you want our attention and you want it to be focused, that needs to be a concerted effort. And I think that, cheers. cheers. Yes, by all means. And I think that that's an opportunity for both the startup sector as well as all of us in the thought leadership land to really yeah, yeah. step into that and be like, all right, are we going to host real conversations or are we going to host... Do you think we'll get realer? I hope so. Yeah. So one of the things that's been... And I, I'm... <laughs> you're the third person to ask me this week the same question and I don't say that to be pedestrian. I say that because it's obviously a hot topic. I really want this to be the turn. I've been someone who's been talking about mental health and dealing with it for fucking 30 years and... I hope that we can achieve a state where even if it's not perfect, there's a different conversation around how we treat both mental health as well as founder success, as well as yep. camera success. I mean, you and I are people who are in front of the camera, like one of the most- Face for radio now though, face for radio, but- For the record, <laughs> I just want to address this for everyone because this is actually a thing that Robert is talking about. What am I talking about? It is. So, so, but this is, this will shy people off of camera. So there's a saying in the television industry. I started in, in sports television and obviously Rebecca's had some experience oh. is that you can have a face for radio and a voice for television. Uh, it's like a really shitty joke, but the point being that you fit anywhere and you shouldn't pigeonhole yourself just because you don't have a blonde perm leading into or bold yeah yeah i mean you work, you work <laughs> bold well I, no i mean this is the funny thing about like hair just on a random side note no let's talk about hair no no, no like i'd love to talk about hair the day I, because I used to have, when I was shredding, I used to have like long, massive flowing locks, like massive. It was like down to my shoulders, just like, I was like a homeless. We'll have to see a cut to this. I'll, sh I'll show record. you. It's like, a, I look like a flipping hobo, homeless hobo. What? I've missed yeah, this. Yeah, seriously. But then when, Straight the up. day that I had to, because I started losing it at the front a little bit, and it stayed the same for like 10 years. Oh no, I get this. If I was like you, the second. The day I did this. I went straight to the I went straight to the bar and I was like, bro, just cut the shit off, bro. I don't give a shit. Like, done. No, no. And he was like, wait, what? I was like, bro, I don't care. Like, done. And I came home and wifey was like, what the fuck? And I was like, but I don't care. And she's like, what? Okay. And we just like got on with it. But for me, it's not a big deal. But for so many people, it's a thing. Do you thing. see how it's a thing? Yeah, it's... well, recently I can tell it's a thing. <laughs> I don't uh... care. <laughs> Obviously, you don't. And I, lo I love your style because that, that to me would be like... I think about this a lot as a, a woman in front of whatever. Like yeah, but you have way more high. You have more standards with like, like looks. Like well, I have to you, because I'm under the because it's a female under the under the whole scrutiny. But like, if it was like a thing of like you know, if we all shaved our heads for whatever posterity, or I totally would. Or like if there was like some sort of situation right where like that was a moment. 
I would be happy to do it, but vanity as a woman is very different than vanity as a male. But I love your steez of just like, all right, well, this is getting dicey. I'll just shave my head. The single day it happened, I just was like, no, 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 I'm not gonna be that guy. So did you go from long to full? Like it was like shorter, but then it just one day it was just straight off, and I've just and now I and never gone back. I save like a grand. I've talked, I've talked to wifey about this. Oh no, this is a whole thing. So <laughs> I would love to actually talk about how much fucking money I spend on my hair okay. because how much it is, I save. It is no. That's let's talk about it in terms okay. of not what I spend, but what you save because I this save. is actually a thing I have thought about and part of why I, st I used to dye my hair multiple colors and keep it really short, it costs way more to do that. So yeah. tell me, tell me Rebecca, what do you save by not doing your hair? So every Sunday at 9 o'clock, I've got it scheduled into my calendar, I charge my Fitbit, I charge my ring camera on the front and the back of the house and I go into the back and I shave my own head. And what I do is... And this I, is your moment. This is my, this is, I've got a routine, I've got like, I've, I've got a thing. That's why every, every Sorry, Sunday, this is so legit. Sunday morning, this is I do so legit. I go nine o'clock. It's nine, in my calendar. Nine a.m. Right? Nine a.m. It's like boom. Okay. Charge, charging. So now it's like no, the everything's are off. Dulled, everything's you, you've off. You've removed. I feel like you've yep. removed I've every removed device. It. You're I've like. I go out of my boxes in the backyard, and I've got this. No, you're out there. No, yeah, yeah. So stupid. I've got a triple <laughs> mirror. Which I open out like it's like. Oh a, no! It's a trifold. It's a trifold. I'm it's gonna... a full trifold. <laughs> oh, I know where you're at. This is like a. I, I for full... those not familiar, <laughs> this is like a presentation for like a fourth grader when they're doing their science Dude, fair. It's I a have, full trifold I, mirror, I have, right? I have, I have you tri you have, I have side, left, and front, and you can rotate. <laughs> okay, just to be clear. <laughs> I, I, I want to live in your no, trifold I, I right now. I have a trifold mirror. Okay. And literally, I'm just like, straight buzz, and I'm just like, I just go town. And are you just like a one, or where are you at? Where? I, go, I don't care, I just go you zero. Like, zero, the most. You go like, zero and just, just boom, the whole thing off. And I don't, face, everything? Don't or get, just all it, done. And I do it in one hand. And I how long does it feet, take you? Uh, about 10 minutes. And are you out there, though, with the mirror and the whole vibe? The whole vibe. Mirror, yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> I plug it up, I put my I, I put my phone and music on, I open it out and I can see the back, I'm like, let's just go to town. So I'm boom, let's just, boom, let's, boom, just, let's just crush. But yeah. An average haircut for a dude would be like 30 bucks. Men, I would say 40 in the bay. And you tip 10. Yeah, 40. so I would say 40, 50. Men. 40. So you do it like, Men, men, yeah. even with no hair. You do it every two weeks, you're already at like the 800 to 1,000 oh, yeah. a month, a year. So for me, I'm like, dude, I've just saved like, literally my, the way I thought of it, I was like, dude, I've saved like 70 grand just by just doing this one thing. Oh no, thing. totally. And, and your then whole even, vibe. even better is my t-shirts and my outfit and everything, I have the freedom to wear the same thing every day. No one knows the difference. I can put up content from two years ago. Oh no, it's one of the things that's great about about certain outfits. It's so good. I, I have like five outfits for this reason, so I can I can do. I'm not you quite like you. Got the power yellow. Got the power yellow. I got the power yellow, the power pink, and yeah, the power, power black, pink, yeah. and then I have like a blue blazer and yep. a velvet blazer. Power blazer. But I can I can rotate between them enough to where even I, I do like to change my clothes, but I don't have to vary too much for your exact reason, yeah. where you can sort of cycle content through and not have to give up. The rank. I just think guys have way more. Maybe I'm just a basic bitch though, but I am just so pumped on the fact that my life's so simple that I oh, can so just lucky. wear the same. And even today, enough, I was like, I know I want to wear this top, but do I have to wear a skirt <laughs> or do I have to wear pants? And I, was, I knew I wanted to wear black. So you knew what I'd wear. For the audience to know, I wanted to match for bed as much as possible. 
And I was thinking about I'm, this I'm because I was like, I was like, no, it's not basic. It's it's New York uniform, but it's also yeah. like styly, and it's also no logo. So well, I changed my shoes. Usually no, I'll and you shoes. actually have Nike yeah. change, logos on your shoes. I've, which had I known, I would have wore. I almost wore my Air Force Ones today, and I would have had I known you were wearing. Your and Air I got Force my ones. I got my socks with my daughter's faces on them. You see that? Oh my god, wait, that's cute as fuck. I got them cut. I'm not going to show it because I don't want to notice them. No, no, we don't have but to I wear, exploit I them. I wear custom. Can uh, I just say these are cute as fuck? I wear custom socks with my daughter's faces on them. It's cool. <laughs> so I, I still customize a little bit. But it used to be every Mega day. Heart. Every Mega day heart. would be different shoes or different. Um, and I used to, when I um, had Ardenway Ventures with all my shit, I'd have I'd 13 different hats. And it was the same A with the same white, but I would have every color, every combo, camo oh, so blue, like the whole thing. Yeah, so yeah. I would, I would still have the same thing. I would, so I'd then match Always. my shoes to my hat. Always. But anyway. No, I get it. Um, I feel that way. Sammy, this has been real. I've finished my last thing. Uh, any final words you'd like to say? I think this is going to be a thing. <laughs> like under the bridge. Thing. Like and we have different. I love years. under the bridge as a thing. It's so um, friend. So one thing I want to ask you. Oh shit. As a really polite host, is so this is our first time together, yeah. and first or of all, on camera. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Very much on camera. <laughs> the best part about this is we're real friends, and this is our first yes. camera moment. Yes. Um. How can people support brands like you, Kiwi entrepreneurs like you, real talk, no bullshit, none of our facade, if someone's watching this and they want to support other Kiwi brands, other Maori founders, other whatever that is, what's the play? Because you're an inspiration and we all love you. I mean that. Um... No, I know you do, which is cool. Um, culture's tricky because with instant culture becomes uh, respect out of age. That's why I'm asking you. This is, such a good, this is such a good answer. Keep going. I don't want to interrupt you, but like, this is exactly why I asked you oh, this really? question. No, no, because you, you have the appropriate cultural touch. Yeah, so I... I consistently feel um, tension, but organic resentment because because of culture, I'm not allowed to say I'm not allowed to fully express me and my thoughts and opinions in certain environments because of the cultural element of where I sit in the totem pole of age, out of respect. And you feel that within Maori culture, hundred percent. Yeah. Like I feel within within. Uh, commercial cultural constructs because I am the grommet like as much alpha rara shit as I am because I am the young buck grommet I don't say shit and we've talked about this before with the, the little Illuminati multi text chain that we're on I don't say I, like you're on the chat I've said maybe and you see me I don't give a fuck yeah, cool thanks brother awesome oh, appreciate cheers. it sure thank you oh, made in the ice cream flavors you can choose from are cookies and cream or vanilla and then the sorbet 
flavor Let's go. Cookies and cream ice cream, please, my friend. I know, I'm not even going to mess around. Pineapple and mango? Yeah, and yeah, I'll go one great. more of the old fashions. Thanks, bro. Um, so within culture, like we're on the same thing, but you know me that outside of that chain, I am like 100x more verbal and I want to explore this a little yeah, bit. Because but within I, that, I love this. Don't say shit, because, I, because A, I'm the young buck, B, I know my place, and C, out of We're respect. We're both young bucks, though. No, but you're different because it sounds really bad because you're not Māori. It doesn't sound bad at no, all. I think this is a cool cultural education yeah, piece. I, I don't actually see it as bad. So if you... I can be a delinquent, No, but you're, you're invited. You're, you're loved because you're in. I'm... Loves I'm in because I'm, I'm reckless no, and... A, appreciated for my bumpiness no. you are cherished for your heritage yeah, there's a very yes, different but like we my, sort of bumble in for different reasons you can say more than i can in there even though you're not maori i don't know that i agree with that but what i will say is you know it's true because for three years we've been on the chat and i haven't said shit <laughs> but that's your choice no because out of I choose to just throw myself into yeah. the fire and you can't no, no, deny no. that. I, I will throw whatever I, up. But if I did that in that text chain with the Illuminati Modi crew, it they would be seen no, no, no. It's seen as it, it is not my place because I'm not like so say within like Modi like Marai. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know, yeah, yeah. Oh. The elders speak, young bucks shut their face. Mm-hmm. So in that tone, because there's that energy and the respect I have for all of those in it. Even though some of them may be totally off or whatever, I don't say shit. And I don't say shit because it's not so my place. So can I ask you a question that yeah. may be super ignorant? Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, so, and please be honest with me. Yeah. So as an uh, American non-Maori who, who elevates you, quite yeah. frankly, in that chat, is that offensive or? No, 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 no. that's sweet because we're homies, so it's fine. So it's okay, right? But so see, like, when you post the one of us. Yeah. I wouldn't naturally. No, do I know that. you yeah, wouldn't I do know. it. But part <laughs> no, of what? No, but no, you're no. not offended when I do it. No, right? no, 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 not at all. No, no, no. It's fine. No, no. So, so it's my, my association. No, no, and it's we love each other, yeah. so it's not. But I, I'm, a, I'm I allowed to be no, seen so, more through you than it would be. Exactly. If I so, yes. so part of why I do it is not that I'm trying to like exert anything. No. I'm letting I'm letting the squad know yeah. that because they love both of us. Yes. I'm letting the squad know that we're together. Yes. We're hatching ideas. We're doing things. So like my way of demonstrating that we're spending time together is not about any of the details of the the business transaction. I like letting the team know that we're together because yeah. I think that comforts some of the the squad on the New Zealand side is knowing that you and I are fucking around yeah, together yeah. and throwing ideas together. So like I literally think of it that way. See but yeah, it's 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 And a, I have no problem bragging about the no, fact no, that we no. spend time together. But I didn't I I always want to make sure that it's No, no, it's 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 fine. It's more that like like No, I get your role in it. Yeah. And I get that I get to be it's, the both the American. Like that's sort of my But it's surreal that I can't. But that's that's why I'm asking yeah. the the whole reason I'm asking the question of this whole dilemma is yeah. I don't ever think you or anyone questions why I share why we collaborate in fact I think you and I spending time together benefits New Zealand as a nation Agreed. and I don't mean to say that yeah, but we're homies anyway so it doesn't matter no I mean yeah. but 
Well, you and I are friends outside. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. give a fuck where either of us are from. I want to spend time with you. Culturally, it's just different. But one of the yeah. things that's like a random side effect is I feel like the nation benefits when we fucking shoot the shit. But I think one of the things that's really different is understanding how that's processed or dealt yeah, with yeah. or whatever. And for you and I, we're just friends. And for other people, it's very much, uh, I don't know. People get very weird about that kind of stuff. Um, the, the tricky bit is like culturally within it is I think if there was a if the way if there was a way to empower more of it it would be and I'm not trying to tell like older like weapons within the industry oh, yeah. and, and not just within Maoridom within the ecosystem oh, no, the of New Zealand honestly if, you could say the ecosystem of anywhere yeah. like part of the reason I get fired up is it's, it's everyone it's not it has nothing you know New Zealand is an example Honestly, other nations are even more guilty. I, th- I think a, a way that New Zealand would get a lot further faster is if those in the position of power, influence, and leadership in, in the ecosystem proactively made opportunities to be magnets to pull up more faster from beneath oh. them. And, and that could look like a variety of different things, but specifically within... Um, Just the pull-up. Like, pull to me... It, the pull-up. <sighs> it's a big gap that's missing because... Well, and you, yeah. I mean, you and I really relate in this way. Like, It, it would be... I think New Zealand would just get <laughs> further faster if there was more of that. And, and, and just knowing, like, I talk about it even with my clients and it's not you don't have to pay me for this advice just for the record like i want to help you feel the confidence to enter this market and that's that's a conversation that's not even just yeah of course there are layers to that if you really want to do whatever you want to do but the point is there are so many ways to empower people to feel like they have a place in this ecosystem or yep. have a place at this lunch table or have a place at whatever. And, and many don't feel they're invited, even no, though they No, exactly. Yeah. And they don't feel they're invited. And it's like, I, I, I see it so, so much. I, I never see this. Actually, this is an important point. With my American clients, they never feel like they don't have a seat at the table. With my Kiwi clients, every single one of them question whether or not they belong. Well, they should and be I work with a lot of Series A, uh, you know, actually it's C to Series A, B, and then I'm usually helping you on your trajectory, but I'm seeing you early, usually, uh, when we start, we work at all different phases, but what's, what's fascinating about that is, as they will literally feel like, oh shoot, like, maybe I've like, Missed the opportunity or yep. whatever, and this is American and Kiwi. What they don't realize is everyone wants a piece of a great opportunity. Own your seat at the table there, yep. and fuck with it a little bit. Like, don't 